Welcome to Sprouts, Radio from the Grassroots, a weekly program that showcases the stories and radio productions from this and many other community stations across the country. I'm Nathan Moore of Pacifica Radio. Today on Sprouts, we bring you a special 2007 retrospective, a shortcut through 2007, produced by Peter Beauchamp at WBAI in New York. Whenever we hear sounds, we are changed, we are no longer the same after having heard certain sounds. And this is the more the case when we hear organized sounds, organized by another human being. Music. My, 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 how time flies. Just look at this. It's time once again for shortcuts. What am I going to remember about 2007? I'm not going to make predictions about what 2007 will look like in Iraq. These are dangerous times. We're all facing explosive issues. Can't you feel it? 911, what's your emergency? This was another great year for political satire, torture, mayhem, brutality, stupidity. Then there's a myth of global warming. You've got very warm temperatures, very low humidity, very strong winds. Everything that is needed for a very bad fire situation is in place right now. In Oklahoma, they've had their worst power outage on record. 600,000 customers. A massive river of mud. Tree trunks floating like toothpicks. Homes washed off. We're worried about everything melting and our carbon emissions bringing the temperature up. The world's going to flood and everybody's going to die. What's daunting is that uh, no civilization that has exceeded its ecological limits has ever recovered from that. I remember the 70s when those same people were saying we're in for global cooling. There are more fires burning than they have people and engines to put out, and that some people are going to lose their homes. When I heard the line was burning like the accidentally poison one well, for instance, and there would be millions of wells left on the surface of the planet where we could still get decent water. But now, uh, with our carelessness, with our heedlessness, we are poisoning whole rivers, as perhaps we'll poison whole oceans. And so I think our carelessness is really doing far more damage to our health uh, than anything else we do. But the damage previously in history has always been completely localized because they were much smaller in scale. And the difference today, including because of globalization, is that we now have the capacity for the first time ever to blow it on a global scale. There are times when some of us reporters can get information. This time, find the seed. Information is pretty much cat law. Sheba Soil. Information is 
We enter this new year clear-eyed about the challenges in Iraq. It's me. It's all these toxins they were smoking. The question people usually ask is, how do I help? How do I help? What the hell is he doing? How can I help? People want to help. We're all watching American Idol trying to not to think about it. Yeah. The housemates are talking about fear. Great. When did you first realize you wanted to be famous? Me? Yeah. I didn't think I did just want to become famous. I thought I wanted something. But obviously I do just want to be famous. Why else would I put myself here with a load of other desperate people? Huh? I'm not desperate. No? No. I'm just saying we must be desperate. Why else would we come onto a show where you have to hand in your dignity at the door? <laughs> I haven't handed in my dignity. Make-believe ballroom? How many times are you going to change the station? And now, a shortcut through the year 2007. This is an hour of history. Well, it would have been, could have been worse than you would ever know. ourselves obviously calling your child a pig or anything else is uh, improper and inappropriate and i apologize to my daughter for that you know things have changed so much since i was a child and things like this would happen and a woman might go and have lunch with her friends or go see her family and tell people what she was feeling about what was going on and share with them and that was what was public now in the world we live in, as you know, a person presses one button and the whole world knows what's happened to you. Literally. Literally. Some man took this tape and construed that that was in the child's interest to do that and pressed a button and it went over the entire world. I'm sorry I did that. Uh, I'm embarrassed that I did that. I did a bad thing. But I'm a good person. So what are you saying? I'm saying you have the you right. Wanted, do you want to determine what ought to happen even though you were the one that did the wrong? I didn't say that either. I say you have the right to say and do whatever you want to do. What I want you to do and everybody else, everybody who's calling me a racist, everybody who's calling me a bigot, everybody who, who says, uh, I don't know anything about him. Uh, so I've heard people say, I don't know what's in his heart. And I don't know. Uh, I've never listened to his show, but I want him fired. Startling news to report today. Anna Nicole Smith is dead. The model who rose for oral testing to become a national assassin was found unconscious at a Florida hotel in Washington. Even though this is a really hard time, I have my friends and family and my fans to support me, and it's just been really helpful. I'm not rich. I'm gonna be rich. The sex report, please, Anna. Hi, it's Lindsay Lowen. Uh, about the guy that you met when you were in rehab, are you guys still dating? Part of the problem is people like you and others 
are blinded by celebrity. I don't get them tell. You play things like her in a swimsuit, wriggling around in the water, and you think somehow because of her beauty, Certainly is a different look for Britney Spears. With me now is Emily Wynn Hughes. Emily, you were inside the tattoo parlor when Britney arrived and got her tattoo. And you asked her why she shaved her head. What did she say? Um, she basically just said that she was tired of having things plugged into it and she didn't want anybody to touch her. Oh, yeah, Britney Spears all right. Anna Nicole Smith was the, the biggest celebrity story. Click the highest of all on the uh, various homepages I worked on. But Britney was Britney losing her kids was a was pretty close. In 2007, Britney lost her kids. She finalized her divorce. She got uh, sued by several paparazzi. She shaved her head. Went to rehab. She hit. She went after a paparazzi with an umbrella. Told him she was going to kill him. Her song is "Don't Give Me More" for a reason I was at home watching the MTV news or whatever, had a thing that said, you know, Britney Spears shaves her head, you know. And I'm like, that's that's weird, you know, it's cause some weird news. So then Toby came home from book club or whatever, and I just turned around and said, you know, hey, Britney Spears shaved her head. Toby's like, what? I'm like, well, there are no fewer words that I could say that. I mean, Britney Spears shaved her head, and then it took some, some more research to get all the, the details and the pictures of it, but. Leave Britney alone! I'm just sick of these celebrities just living their life out in the open. All the time. Why would you do that? It's like these pop stars who choose the perfect moment to go into rehab. They call their publicist before they call a taxi. Then they come out and they do their second autobiography. This one's called Love Me or I'll Kill Myself. I'll kill yourself then. And the papers lap it up. They follow us around, and that makes people think we're important, and that makes us think we're important. Paris Hilton, who has been ordered back to jail after a hearing today, where the judge said, despite what the sheriff said a little bit earlier, that you could have home confinement with a with an ankle bracelet, you are headed back to jail, and you will spend that time there. If I told you things I did before, told you how I used to be, would you go? I need a picture of Cameron Diaz with a pimple. They wouldn't care. They'd get on with something else. They'd get on with their lives. It's Britney, bitch. They tried to make me go to rehab. I said no, no, no. Yes, I've been back. But when I come back, no, no, no. I ain't got the time. And if my daddy thinks I'm fine, they tried to make me go. It hurts that, you know, the media's made me into sort of this, like, punching bag or cartoon character, and they think that I don't have any feelings, and, you know, it, it hurts like anyone else. If this was written about anyone, it hurt I don't understand it. I've never understood the world of celebrity. This has gone on for 30 years. I mean, I really dated to the beginning of People magazine. 
when all of a sudden you had a magazine just dedicated to the world of celebrity. And more magazines started after that. And a whole culture has grown up around this. And it's the dominant theme of American culture is, is the world of celebrity. And if you're not a celebrity, what can you do to become one? Pick up a gun and kill somebody? When the time came, I did it. I had to. I could have left. I could have fled. But now, I will no longer run. It's not for me. For my children. I did it for them. When I'm at the But you know what is surprising? In a world where, as you say, everybody draws a gun, explosions, violence, I try just to show the adventure of life, fun and tragedy, and I have to choose a material with which everybody can identify. I was being raised by a single mom and by my grandparents and you know I was frustrated and didn't have role models out there that uh, made sense and so so I engaged in a lot of destructive behavior and it, it, I pulled out of it in my first couple of years of college because I, I started thinking outside of myself I started thinking about uh, people I met who were struggling a lot worse than I was. Uh, Angel. If I got to choose a person, a real person, to be like, out of anyone, it'd be you. I really not sure what that means, but thanks. We gotta get away from this emotional feelings. I mean, if you, you put... You put that aside and look at the candidates, you know. No-brainer. It's a no-brainer. I want him to be president one day. One not, day. One day, yeah, but not now. 2007. We get married this year. 2007 for me? It's awesome. Feels like now there's a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. 
elections coming up and everything, and it feels like maybe we're, we're finally going to put an end to the downward spiral. In 2007, we entered this new year clear-eyed about the challenges in Iraq and equally clear about our purpose in this war on terror. In a certain sense, Bush is a terrorist because anyone who keeps invoking the word terrorist all the time is pressing a button to get a reaction. You're pressing the button without any any higher moral intent. And the highest intent you have is manipulation. And manipulation is terrorism. This war on terror can require difficult choices and additional sacrifices. And this war on terror. In the past, I've been disappointed by politicians. Aren't you tired of the old way? I'm tired of the old way. I am tired of politics as usual. In this war on terror. And so this empty reliance on the word terrorism is a species of terrorism. It's creating fear where, where fear may not necessarily need to reside. But, uh, this is a song called Living in the Future. But it's really about what's happening now, right now. It's kind of about how the things that we love about America, like cheeseburgers, french fries, the Yankees battling Boston, the Bill of Rights, V-twin motorcycles. That's right. But over the past six years, we've had to add to the American picture Rendition, illegal wiretapping, voter suppression, no habeas corpus, the neglect of our great city, New Orleans, and our people, an attack on the Constitution, and the loss of our best young men and women in a tragic war. And this is a song about things that shouldn't happen here, happening here. And so right now we plan to do something about it, we plan to sing about it. I know it's early, but it's late. So come and join us. Max, give me. I'm a little come blowing in on an ill wind. Something about me and you, never seeing one another again. Yeah, well, I knew it come. Still, I struck deaf and dumb. Like when we kissed the taste of blood on your tongue. Don't worry, darling. Your baby, don't you fret. We're living in the future, and none of this has happened yet. What you all been waiting for, ain't it? Well, people pay paper folk, game it. They can't stain it. They want something new. Uh-uh-uh. And here's another hit, Barry Bonds. We out of here, baby. Thank you very much. We out of here, baby. I gotta... Buy me some peanuts and cracker jack. I don't care.
a privilege to be back. I'll be talking to y'all soon. Hailed as a conquering hero only seven months ago when he returned to the Yankees for a final season, tonight Roger Clemens is an accused cheater. There has been widespread illegal use of anabolic steroids and other performance-enhancing substances by players in Major League Baseball. Two, respect your out at the old ball game. Joe Torre, just uh, a, a little while ago, left Legends Field. We appreciate everything he's done, uh, but it's now time for the New York Yankees to move forward. You know, this, this has been a, a great 12 years, whatever the hell happens from here on out. I mean, to have been in uh, six World Series and going to postseason... You know, I'm a kid who had never been to the World Series uh, other than watching my brother play in the 50s and paying for tickets otherwise. And, you know, and the 12 years just felt like they were 10 minutes long, to be honest with you. I have been the luckiest man in the world. I talk about my family. I talk about my baseball career. Broadcasting is, is really, I'm, I'm embarrassed to get my paycheck. Not too embarrassed. I go and get it, but it's, su it's such an easy job. I mean, these guys, white and uh, Mercer and the broadcast partners I have had, Mel Allen, the greatest, the voice of the Yankees, right on down the line, and all the ball players I played with, all the teammates I had. Without them, I, we wouldn't have gotten all those. I mean, after the DiMaggio era and the Henrik and Burrow, we had the Mantle, the Bauer, the Woodlings, and uh, Yogi. You know, all of you have been there for the most wonderful lifetime that one man can possibly have. And I just want to say, God bless all of you. And God bless this wonderful game that they call baseball. Thank you very much. When Jason Street went down the first game of the season, everybody wrote us off. Everybody. And yet here we are at the championship game. Every man at some point in his life going to lose a battle. He's going to fight and he's going to lose. But what makes him a man is that in the midst of that battle, he does not lose himself. This game is not over. This battle is not over. So let's hear it one more time. Together. Clear eyes, full hearts. Let's go! Hey, one of the things, as far as sports is concerned, and it, this began the year, and that was Super Bowl 2007. I don't know who was in charge of managing and constructing and booking the guests, but that was the best two hours of entertainment. Yes, it was entertainment that I can remember seeing. From the kickoff until the closing gun the final whistle it was total package you had a great football game you had the commercials wrapped around that and you had prince and prince performing flawlessly in the driving rain i mean that was terrific and for guys our age to see you know you know when we're inundated with uh, the low hands and uh, spears but prince you know 49 years old and turning turning it out and that's what i remember about 2007 as far as the sports
other thing is is that three quarters of the way through the year, I got the, the news that my mom has Alzheimer's. And I'm trying to come to grips with that, knowing that I'm going to eventually lose her very, very slowly. How you doing, dear? I'm doing pretty good, considering the circumstances, Larry. Being that I'm an employee here, my medicine is for free. So that's why I got to keep working <laughs> until I die. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. There are golden years. I can't find them. I'll tell you that. What am I going to remember about 2007? But let me, let me just read this. In 2007, I had a lot of trouble with my heart. Uh, not my feelings, but my heart that uh, has to work to keep me alive. I had a voice operation that messed up, and I needed another one in 2008. Nobody knows why, but my kidneys kept working, and they're still working. It's a medical mystery. And I don't know too many people in my life who are my age that don't have something wrong with them medically. I don't want to start crying. Now, everybody comes up here and cries. I know it's... It's not too bad if you do cry, but... Yes, this is Mrs. Soprano. Well, I'm here with your husband. He'd like to speak with you. Huh? Tony, is everything okay? Please sit down. Serious. Yes, I'm in bed. Well, listen. Sweetheart, there's been an accident. We were coming back from the city. Hi. Hi, Bob Buckwaller. I just died. Oh, my God. Get older, think about things. You're a young man. Both the world's still in front of us. When we are young, we have so much courage sometimes. I don't know if I would have been able to do it now, you see. Don't even say it. I wish no reward. And I think this past comes back all the time. I suppose the one fact was the imprisonment of my father, which galvanized me and thousands of other Pakistanis into the political life. A shortcut through 2007 was produced by Peter Beauchamp. The Norwegian Nobel Committee has decided that the Nobel Peace Prize for 2007 is to be shared. Question people usually ask, how do I help? How do I help? How can I help? People want to help. Um, it's in our nature. It's, it's who we are as Americans, and 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 here are the ones
That's it for Sprouts. You've been listening to A Shortcut Through 2007, produced by Peter Beauchamp at WBAI in New York. Sprouts is distributed and coordinated by the Pacifica Radio Network. Thanks to Michael Yoshida at Satellite Operations. If you or someone at your station has a radio production that you wish to rebroadcast on Sprouts to showcase it nationally, contact our air traffic controller, Ursula Rudenberg, at Ursula at Pacifica.org. That's U-R-S-U-L-A at Pacifica.org. I'm Nathan Moore with Pacifica Radio. Thanks for listening, and see you next week on Sprouts. Did you know you could hear news in Spanish on KPFA? Flashpoints in Español is a weekly segment devoted to seeking the truth through investigative reporting, interviews, news, analysis, and information that portrays the culture, history, social conditions, and political struggles of Latinos in the United States and throughout Latin America. Flashpoints en Español es un segmento semanal dedicado a buscar la verdad a través de la divulgación de entrevistas, noticias, análisis e información investigativa que retrata la cultura, la historia, las condiciones sociales y las luchas políticas de los latinos en los Estados Unidos y a través de América Latina. Cada viernes a las 5.45, aquí 